Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Big Cass. We had a nice little bye week. I think we got some rest in. We're feeling good. Uh, Buckeyes this week have five and zero Maryland. Haven't really played anyone. The Terrapins. Um, they're probably their best opponent is it's probably Michigan State or Indiana. I mean Charlotte. What, yeah, what, what is their uh, what is their rank ranking? They're There's not ranked. Their their strength of schedule ranking is like one thirty two out of one thirty five. I mean the, the the funny part is though they're going to a bowl game because they're five and zero at this point. So they I mean and they got Rutgers still they got Nebraska Northwestern Illinois like they're probably going to be an eight eight win team, maybe a nine win team if they can knock someone off. People were saying you know this could be a frisky team that can knock off a team. I could see it. I just don't think it's going to be the Buckeyes. They're a Tampa Bay Bowl game bound team. Like they're gonna to go to the Tampa Bay Bowl. That'd be a that'd be a fun game. Which is the old Outback Bowl. So they play the SEC. Yeah. Maryland versus Missouri. Hey, hey, I mean set it in there. Hey, if you want to look at if you want to look at the Big Ten stand versus the SEC standings, let, let, let's you know, we can look at that all we want right now. According to the standings right now, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, and Wisconsin. On the SEC side, you have Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, um, Alabama, and Texas A&M. I guarantee it, you match those standings by standings, the Big Ten wins three or four of those games easily. Easily. I mean, where we stand right now at the season cast, and we'll get into previewing Maryland in a second, but I think it's a good time to kind of take inventory of the whole landscape. The SEC, I feel like, you know, there's only going to be one dominant team, and it's going to be Georgia, and then the rest of them, Georgia's going to annihilate And they're them. not that dominant. No. Um, but the Big Ten has, like, a couple really good teams. Like, they have three solid teams. And then it's a huge drop-off, in my opinion. A huge drop off. Yes. Yes. The Pac 12 is the deepest. Is, probably, is the deepest and probably the best conference, but they're going to beat each other up. Exactly. It's that it, it's a shame because I wish that I wish the 12 team playoff was next year because they would get like two, they probably get like four teams in, honestly. They probably get Utah, USC, Washington. Uh, Washington and then me, Washington. Washington State, Oregon, State. Well, Oregon, Oregon, well, Oregon. Yeah, they probably get four teams in honestly, which is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Oregon looks like the most complete team in the Pac-12. Um, USC's defense is horrible. Alex Grinch is a grifter. How did that man convince? Three big programs, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and USC, that he is like a good defensive coordinator. Like, I I was watching the the Colorado game. That game was over in like the first quarter. And somehow the defense just gave up so many points that literally Colorado had a chance to tie it at the end, but they didn't get the onside kick. It's crazy. 
Bryson Shaw is a starting safety for USC. That should just explain it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Pac-12. I mean, you go keep looking at the landscape. The Big Twelve is Oklahoma and Texas. We'll which, find out this weekend. Which I think Oklahoma. You know, everyone loves Texas. I think Oklahoma is built very well right and now. That's my upset pick week I, this I'm week, you, buddy. Um, and then the ACC is Florida State. And, you know, Duke's pretty good. They gave Notre Dame all they can handle. Louisville, I think, is going to – is fake. Is fake good. Um, yeah. They got Notre Dame this week. I I think Notre Dame should win. Actually, that, that game right there – that game right there is kind of a sneaky one because Notre Dame's coming off two hard-fought physical games. And now they got to go back on the road and take on Louisville. I believe that's on the road. I think you're right. That's tough for Notre Dame. You know, back-to-back, you know, last-second drives to win it. Um, and Bro, the way, the way Notre Dame's schedule is, too, I think – like, I know I know people like love to hate them. I love to hate them. I, I hate them. We all hate them. But – you cannot deny if you go 11 with that schedule, the way things are shaping up, they're going to be in. I truly believe they're going to be in. I mean, like Duke, Louisville, these are ranked teams that they're getting in on here. Like they're playing so many ranked teams. Like they're down, they're bound to drop one. You know, it's, it's, it's about, I think the bulk of the work and yeah, you might have a loss, but like if your strength of the schedule is like one or two, cause you're playing, you're playing, challenging yourself, playing so many hard opponents. Like they're still playing Clemson, uh, they still got to play USC. Like if they go eleven and one, they're absolutely in in my book. Like you can't say no to that. It just depends if it's a one loss Pac twelve team, if that makes sense. Because uh, I still think Georgia's going to somehow, go, some way, go undefeated in the SEC. I think the Big Ten's going to be, and you know, the Big Ten's right there. That the Big Ten is basic because Florida State. I think Florida State is also the them in Texas and Oklahoma are the three teams that you really have to keep your eye out because obviously the Big Ten is going to play out itself. I still think you're, the way this landscape's going right now, you're only going to get one Big Ten team in. You're only going to get one SEC team, and I, I think you'll get a Pac-12 team in, and obviously the ACC and Big, you know, Big Twelve will be fighting for it. And this might be the first year in quite some time that we have four legit conference champions get into the playoffs. The question is, is who, who's going to be the undefeated team and who are those one loss teams going to be left out? I strict, I truly believe the best bet for the big 10 is if Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state, one of those go undefeated. That's the best bet for any big 10 team to get into the playoff. In my actually, actually, actually take that back because they're all three going to be eventually top five teams when they play each other. Penn State is literally going to be undefeated. When they, like they're on the bye this week, and they're literally play. They play UMass the week after. They're going to be undefeated. They're going to probably have a top, probably top four rank. Because I think some people will get upset eventually in the next couple of weeks. It's just inevitable the way the season always happens. At minimum, they will be a top four team. I mean, at, at work, uh, I guess no. There's there's potential for them to be a top four team by the time we play them in Columbus. I guess for, for the Buckeyes, I think 
if they beat Penn State, they've got to hope that Michigan beats Penn State as well. Because that's where it gets tricky. Because now you got to hope to go undefeated. Um, I don't know. Because either way, whoever, like Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, those three teams, they'll have to beat, in my opinion, they'll have to beat a top five team. For instance, Ohio, Penn State, honestly, Penn State, with them being at seven, <clears throat> they'll have to beat two top five teams. They'll have to beat Ohio State. They'll have to beat Michigan because neither I, neither mm-hmm. one of those are losing to when they play Penn State. That's the thing. I, I agree. It's it, what, like you like before we talk about Florida State. What you know, we originally thought their schedule was kind of a cakewalk in the back, but now it's not because they have they have three. They have Virginia Tech this week and then Syracuse. I don't think any of those teams really pose a threat, but. Maybe something happens, but these are home games for Florida State, so I think they'll be fine. They do play Duke at home. That's a big one. They go to Wake Forest and Pitt, but then they have Miami Miami at home, and then they play in the Swamp. We'll have to see how Duke responds and if their quarterback is healthy Mm. because that's a huge loss for for Duke. Yeah. So that's the landscape. It's – getting tricky it's it's october this is the month this is the month where it really starts the this bulk of the college football season college football has officially started now like when you when you the quest to win a national championship has started now like we're nothing but conference games now for ohio state nothing but into elimination games now yeah we're in elimination games and we got a five and oh maryland team who's very confident right now coming into the shoe veteran led quarterback and some i got told today that talia tungavaloa is better than two at tungavaloa and i looked looked at him and laughed talia is legit and good this year but Maryland's going to bring Maryland when they come into the shoe typically does not bring it because it's weird how we play Maryland in October at home. But when it comes to playing them on the road, we always play them like that week before we play Michigan. Yeah. It, it's so it's weird. Not consistent. I know what you're saying. Like usually it's kind of consistent, but the one year, like in 2019, we, we played them at home in November though, the week before Michigan, or it was two weeks before, it was like two or three weeks, yeah. Well, when we played Rutgers or whatever, it's it's not consistent. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, I do think Maryland's defense stinks. Like yeah. I just watching them play against the other. Like I watched a lot when they played Virginia. That was a big one. And like Virginia was in that game. They were playing passionate. Um, they got like the Mickey Mouse like penalty co- called against their quarterback after like a great play. I think. I think Maryland's vulnerable. Um, I, I, I like. I, there's no reason Marv doesn't pop off for like 150. Like, like the deep route should be op- open every play. They have one guy with like three interceptions on their defense, but that's like their only good dude. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't really watched much of Maryland. Just watched box. Look, looking at box scores. I mean, I know their offense is legit, but their defense. This could be a good day for Ohio State's running game. If you want the to beat Talia Tungavaloa and Josh Gaddis and 
Mike Loxley's, you know, football team, you got to keep their offense off the field. And this is a good time for our offensive line to fix the third yard, third and short yardage if we get there and our running backs just to pop off. Um, we're going to have games where we're going to need Marvin and Mecca, but I think this is a game where we're going to need, where all the chips are going to fall. We're going to need Chip Charing him, and we're going to need Tra- Travion Henderson just to ball out, run the football, and we do reverse psychology. Win this game by no- scoring more than 30 points, but slowing the game down, keeping that offense off the field. Also, I think the defense is just going to – it's going to make plays and create opportunities. I think if Ohio State, they're going to, they're going to take the ball because that's the montage this year. They're going to take the ball. If they go down and just shove it down their throats and score a touchdown, I, this is a game where I would love for Ohio State to have a five, six-minute drive, opening drive of the game, go down, score a touchdown, and make Talia and Maryland work for it. And if Ohio State can get a stop and get a three and out and have another drive like that and go up 14 nothing, ball game. Ball game. Cass, you're absolutely right, my man. I, I totally agree with that because, like, Maryland, I will say the one thing they're pretty good at this year, they're not really inflicting many wounds on themselves. And what I mean is they're, they're, they're get the ball's has been bouncing their way when you look at the, these stats, man. Uh, fourth down efficiency. They're seven for seven on fourth down, so they make they've been making all their conversions. They they've they've only given up four sacks for a total of thirty nine yards. They've only thrown three picks, um, and they fumbled four times, and they've lost it zero times. They've tur- uh, apparently their turnover ratio is a nine. So it they're probably not going to make mistakes, but we got to capitalize when they do make a mistake. And it's like this could be a game where like the bend don't break defense with like Jim Knowles, like it that 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 could win it, like just make him kick a field goal a couple times and we just go down and score, and that's the difference right there. Yeah, I, I think this is a de- game where the Buckeyes are what 18 point favorites. Yeah. I mean, I they can easily come out where they covering the spread. I mean, I I I really think so. I think they're gonna come out um they're going to – I think Ohio State is going to come out, run the football, make 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 Kyle McCord make the easy decisions. Kyle McCord is going to look good. I think the offensive line is going to look good. I, I think this is going to be kind of a statement, physical statement, because the person that started all this bullshit about Ohio State being soft is the offensive coordinator at Maryland, Mike Loxley. So I think – I think uh, Ryan Day, you know, you know – he doesn't hold grudges. Yeah, it's – I mean, I would love – I would absolutely love the the offensive line to come out and just run it down their throats. I know I know we were talking about this off off the screen, but, like, you, like you were telling me that you think you've heard that Mayan is, like, in the doghouse apparently and stuff like that. From what I mean, you, that's what Dave Biddle said. <laughs> yeah, what have you heard from him um, on his show? I mean, you didn't hear from him personally, but you heard it on his show. Um, yeah. Do you like? I feel like he's still gonna get involved though, and, and it's like you were saying because he's like overweight. But I was thinking like at this time of the year, it's kind of good if you're kind of a little, little overweight because it's getting into like those colder months, and then you're a month and a half <laughs> into the season now. So like people have lost weight just from playing and stuff. So I feel like it's kind of good that he's fresh for the colder games. I know it's not gonna be cold this weekend. Uh, you know, 
way it actually is. It's going to be like in the, I think, 50s game time, actually. It's going to be a nice fall day. Yeah. But it's going to be good football weather. You could do it, whatever, in that weather. But, like, I, I could see us running it with mine and getting him going a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how they come out. But I, I, I also think they're just going to come out and, you know, run the football. And, you know, bull, I think they're going to try to play bully ball. I really do. Uh, and that's the way you got to play Maryland, honestly. We got to just come out and be like, we're better. We have the better players. Yeah, yeah I think Ohio State's going to come out with a 38-17 victory. I Maryland's going to score. Trust I think they're going to score. I don't know. I mean, I actually, I said 38-17, but I'm kind of leaning more towards now 31-13. Yeah, 31-13. Yeah, I'm going to change it to 31-13. I'm going to say 35-23. That's a lot of points. This defense doesn't give up a lot of points. Uh, it'll be like Mickey Mouse stuff. It won't because of the defense. They'll be like a – So you don't have Ohio State covering the spread? No, because I, I don't – and it's not not because I, I think Ohio State's a bad – like we're not like good. I just think Maryland's pretty solid. I think they're going to be an eight eight to nine win team at the end of the day. Um, and they're probably going to win a bowl game, I think, because th- th- this is one of the honestly, dude, this is one of the strongest Maryland teams they've had in a while. Uh, like in recent history, like when, when, when it, at this point, when has Maryland ever been five and oh at this point? Been a long time, a quarterback a time. with a quarterback, too, like a with an like a potential NFL prospect quarterback. It's, I also will acknowledge there's nobody on their team to cover Marvin Harrison Jr. No, there isn't. It's, it's, it, it's. The only way we lose this game is if Ohio State beats themselves, which they're not going to yeah, beat. I, I think you could also see this, too. Ohio State, Kyle McCord just come out and fire on all cylinders and go up 14 nothing real quick mm-hmm. with a lot of first quarter time left. You never know. Like, I, But I, you know, I predict, I, I'm predicting Ohio State will come out and run the ball, but knowing that they don't create a pass rush, they – don't really have anybody to cover our receivers and tight ends. This could be also a thing where we flip the script and say, Kyle, go cook. It, it can also be like, I, I get Western Kentucky vibes from their defense. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Like when I watch Western Kentucky, like how we tore them apart. I think that's what we're going to do. This defense. This, just, this is going to be a little bit better than West. This is going to be a little, this is going to be a game where it's a little bit better than, Better version of Western Kentucky. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, same color uniform scheme too. Like, um, yeah. it's it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, are you concerned about the buy? Like, just how like us coming out slow because it's gonna be a noon game coming off the buy. I, I think I think Ohio State's gonna be ready. Ryan Day has a great track record coming out of buys. Um, he's averaging – I said think it was like the score was coming out of his buy. Um, like, yeah, it's like a huge margin of victory coming out of buys. I forget where I saw that. It's, it's really big for Ohio. I just – I think Ohio State's ready. I think they're hungry. And the fact that they came out and acknowledged that they're not overlooking um, the Maryland Terrapins – it may, has has me less concerned. I was concerned Sunday. I really was. And then Monday I was a little bit concerned. And then when he came out and started talking about um, how they acknowledge how good 
you know Maryland can be, blah blah blah. That's when I I was like, okay, this this is gonna be a fun game to go to. I mean, I have tickets, taking my dad and my nephew. It's gonna be a fun game to go to and Hall of Fame day. My Malcolm Jenkins is gonna be there, Kelsey Mitchell and a few other great Buckeyes. So it's gonna be a fun day. Big noon kickoff. Um, you know, good fall day, cloudy, fifty-eight. It's Ohio State Big Ten football weather. Yeah, and it's not like this is this isn't like a crazy week of football weekend. It's Ohio State place, which is awesome. They're in the noon game, but then like the Red River game is on, and all in that, it's not like an insane week, I feel like, of football. No. I don't think there's a lot of picks. There's picks. There's always picks, but there's not, not anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of picks, we didn't do any picks last week. I know. That's okay. That's all right. Take a break. We took a break. Now we're back in it. Back in it. Wow, 27 to 11. Bears over to Washington. Huh? So, as a Broncos fan, how excited are you see, ready to see the white helmets for the Broncos this weekend? I am thrilled. And honestly, I can't wait to beat the Jets. I hope, like, I, I thought we were going to lose to the Bears last weekend. And when, when the Jet, like, when we beat them, I, I didn't even care. I was just like, you know, I just want to beat the Jets. I, I, I had this eye in this game. My wife's a Jets fan. Like, we gotta, we gotta beat the Jets. We just, I, I'm the, I gotta be the man of the house. Can't lose. Can't lose this. Can't lose. All right, let's start with our picks. Two noon games, right off the bat. This is crazy. This is a crazy week of noon games. Uh, court, you got Maryland, Ohio State, and you got the Red River rivalry, and then LSU, Missouri. Um. Let's go LSU Missouri. LSU is a four and a half point fair, four point favorite. I like the LSU Tigers to cover. Um, I don't think Missouri's that good. I really don't. And how they're ranked, I mean, they're five zero. How LSU is ranked is beyond me. But I still think they're the better team, and they're going to beat Missouri. Um, uh, taking a look. <sighs> I'll take Missouri. I think they're just a better team overall. Yeah, their defenses, their offenses are about on well, not on par, but like Missouri says, the thirty-six most yards in the country, LSU the third. But the difference is Missouri's at home and has the seventy-fourth best defense. LSU is the two hundred twenty-seventh best. So I think that I think I'll take the points at home and and with the better defense. So I mean, I already get I already gave it away. I'm taking Oklahoma over Texas. I uh, am just, I'm with you. Something something tells me that Oklahoma is going to come out and win this game. And but I will tell you, the winner of this game will lose the Big 12 championship. Interesting. I love that take actually. Um because I, they're going to play each other again. Yeah, I I got Oklahoma in this just because I think it's going to come down to the defense. I know Texas, I think on paper has a better defense, but I'm with Brett Venables. I think like I just I think Brett Venables is a better defensive coach, and he, he they will bring it in the Red River Shootout. So, three thirty CBS Alabama goes to College Station, take on Texas A&M. Alabama is a one point favorite. 
I like the Crimson Tide. Straight uh, up. Hmm. I... I'm looking at this. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with A and M. I I am I gotta take A and M on this one just because A and M is not afraid of Alabama and just I just can't trust what Alabama's done what I've seen this year from them. I think even with Milrow back in, they're kind of skeptical. I'm very skeptical of them. Um, A and M took down Auburn. They beat in Arkansas. Don't, I mean, the only blemish is the, the loss to Miami, but they put up 33 points. So, like, the offense seems solid. Um, this is another case of I'm going to go with the home team, middle of the season. All right. The next one is Georgia-Kentucky. I will say this before we get into this pick. If Georgia would have lost to Auburn, SEC fans would have lost their shit because big – there would have been three Big Ten teams in the top five. It, yeah. And there would have been zero SEC teams in the top ten. Cass, I just want to – let me just read off what you wrote, and I think I think it's just so, such a beautiful, like, thing you wrote – like you said, but I wrote it down. You said, when Georgia wins this game against Auburn, the media will say this is the toughest win by anyone in the country. They will – they will say to go on the road in the oldest rivalry in the South in a hostile environment is the toughest win by any team this season. That's what you said. And like, I tweeted this out. Um, I think like first quarter after Auburn took the lead and it's exactly what happened. I think everyone's saying this exactly what you said. So I just want to give you kudos. Booger McFarland said it on ABC. <laughs> of course he did. But I'm taking I, – I don't think Kentucky's going to win the game, but I I, I like – that's a 14.5-point spread. I like Kentucky to cover. I I really do. I'm trying to uh, – I might go see Kentucky-Tennessee in a couple weeks, potentially if things work out. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to take Georgia on this one. And this might be the one I actually, you know, eat crow on because I don't think Georgia's that good. I really don't. And maybe I'm just speaking high praise of Kentucky. So I just think Kentucky doesn't really have a great offense. <clears throat> and this is at home for Georgia, which is good. And additionally, um, they kind of played not great last week. So, like, I feel like Kirby Smart's going to – be on the a whole we're underdogs type deal type thing and have them have them ready to go for this one yeah i like this game a lot and i don't know why i like this game but syracuse travels down to chapel hill to north carolina syracuse is a nine and a half point dog um i still i still like north carolina but this game screams a close one to me um it's one of those underrated 330 games, too. Like, nobody's going to be really talking about it because, you know, Alabama and Texas A&M play, uh, Georgia-Kentucky play. But it it's going to be a really solid game. But I still like North Carolina to cover. But I think it's going to be one of those games where 
they cover very late, if that makes sense. Uh, hold on. It's the sixth game of Syracuse's season. So, yeah, this is the time they start sucking. So, all I'm going to go with North Carolina here, and I think they'll – I like I like North Carolina big. Like I I don't think they cover late. I think they just cover because see <laughs> I know about Syracuse football because my dad's an alum. They always they've peaked. Like this is their peak is now. They're done. They're done peaking. They're on the down. Right. It's they always they always have a good first couple of weeks. Like they went six in Washington and didn't win a game. How does that happen? Might be Maryland. One last one. Notre Dame travels to number twenty five Louisville. Notre Dame's a six and a half point favorite. This is sneaky. We talked about this one. This could be Notre Dame coming off two, you know, coming off a heartbreaking loss to Ohio State, coming off a, a you know, a big win against Duke on the road. Both physical matchups. Can the Cards win this game? So I think six and a half, in my opinion, is a lot of points. Knowing that coming off those type two type of games now do i think louisville is as physical as ohio state and notre dame no but i think louisville at night on abc is going to come ready to play i think this is a close game maybe a four four point victory by the irish you know, so, I want to take Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame. <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to be a fantastic game, bro. Um, I'm also going to take Notre Dame. I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible game, though. I think that stadium is going to be rocking. I love Louisville, by the way. It's just one of the most underrated cities in America. I went, to, I went there this year for a bachelor party. Um, it is just such a cool city. It's like, it's like if you mix a little bit of a Cincinnati – Savannah and Nashville. And like you took elements of those, but you just kind of put it in Kentucky. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Great, like a great, great city. It's going to be a night game. That seems going to be rocking. Jack Palmer, I think, um, I think he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in America this year, at least completion percentage wise. If he wins this game, let's say though, he's going to be in the Heisman. He's going to be in Heisman talk. Like he's going to be, like he will jump into that conversation. I think he's playing great this year. Eleven touchdowns, six interceptions. He, him, and Brom are like a nice little duo right now. Um, with that being said, though, Notre Dame's so dang tough, and I just like I just res- I I don't respect Blue Holtz, but I just I respect how tough they played against us. So I I know it's tough. I know they just had that game against Duke. They're gonna win this though. I think they cover. Yeah, I think they cover too, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tw- it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting um, to see. Uh, yeah, I, I I just want to see how Notre Dame responds if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you know you're coming off that's two very very tough games to come back come back from so. No, it is. It is. It's. I think it's doable. I'm looking. Um, do I have a degenerate pick of the week? Um, I do. I'm gonna pull it up. 
I like. Hmm. I really don't have anything that's like staring out at me right now. What about Notre Dame, Michigan? I mean, Minnesota. I mean, that, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I would, but it's on Peacock, so. <laughs> I, honestly, I like the under there. That's my degenerate pick. I like the under in that game because no one can watch it, so it's going to be the terrible. little, the little brown jug. Yeah, I feel like that's an under game. I feel like that's a game that's going to be 13-10. That's my pick, under in that game. Yeah. Stop passing it to him. Uh, the the Bears are now only winning 27-11. Justin Fields has been absolutely cooking today, but like I we like it's not him. I just want to clear like like make it clear on the podcast, it's not him. That franchise is terrible. I'm putting it on the record. I think the Tennessee Titans they need to literally just Mike Rabel needs to get on the phone to get my boy out of there. Trade for Justin or the Falcons. The Falcons too. One of those teams you just get Justin Fields and you will literally be in the playoffs this year. Uh, like and he has to learn the playbook. Probably not this year, but next year you will be. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ooh, Antonio Gibson's a wide receiver. He's caught a 40 yard bomb. Okay, man. But cast, but that's all I really got. You got anything else for us? Um, scheduling. Oh yeah, yeah. How do we forget about this? Michigan. I mean, I like Ohio State schedule. I like the way they balanced it uh, throughout the, you know, the course of the, you know, for the years and stuff. Um, I don't like the fact that we don't play USC until, t- what, 2026, I believe. Um, but that's okay. I like the fact that we go to Oregon next year. We play Penn State. We play Michigan. Uh, we go to Oregon and Penn State next year. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the balance of schedule. I like I do like the fact that Michigan next year has to play Texas. They have to play Ohio State. They have to play – uh, who was it? Washington? Is it Washington? Dude, their their schedule is brutal. Well, in twenty twenty five, we go to Washington. We play twenty five. Yeah. Uh, twenty five is okay, actually. Well, all these schedules are honestly fair and balanced. But also, you also have to factor in we play like Bama and like Texas in those years too, non conference. So our schedule is not a cakewalk. No, it's not. But Michigan's schedule is so bad. I think Harbaugh is gone. Like, I tweeted it from the account today. Like, I, like that schedule next year is so brutal. He's probably like, I'm out. But honestly, no, because you could – you play so many games. Like, there, there were 12 teams getting in. You could lose a game or two and still get in. With, like, if you play that many good teams, there's going to be so much attrition and, like, cannibalism. So, I think it'll work itself out. Yeah, I do too. Um, their, their fans are about idiots. Uh, the Cardell Jones tweet of of a while. Ton is so is so corny. Michigan has always always says Ohio State and respects the rivalry, but these losers want to be haters. Will Johnson Enjoyer on X tweets that out or X is out or tweets it out. Well, Bro, they, you guys call us Ohio. Ohio, no, that Ohio's OU. Oh, that's. And we love OU. OU's the best, but 
Uh, that's OU. We're the that puts a respect on the. Uh, but it's all right. They don't teach grammar at Michigan. Um, and we got about seventy seconds. No. He kicks us off. So I guess we'll bite our tongues. But as Good always, luck. yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Us podcast. Try to make it to the shoe if you can. And I'll be there. Good. Yep. And go box, baby.